I am glad you're going to phase that out before we get to the... Uh, X-rated lyrics? Well, no, I was thinking more the, the weird laugh that we discovered. Well, we discovered a lot of weirdness, didn't we, Shiv? Yeah. Anyway, Cathy, hello. Hello. Um, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to Claptrap Podcast. With her, the marvellous Cathy Manson. And her, the magnificent Shiv Mika. Well, there's no... We haven't had a massive fallout. There's just not had the time, have we, really? Well, it's been raining a lot. A lot of rain. And we do like to record this in a roofless house, don't we? In a roofless house or al fresco. Definitely al fresco, not al desco. <laughs> we, though we've had to go al desco today because the rain is unceasing, isn't it? It is. Did you ever have the following sung at you at school when you were a child? Let's all go to Tesco's where Kathy gets, gets her best clothes. La 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 la. Hey! La 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 la. Hey! Did you have this sung at you earlier today? A yum pom 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 Yes, I did. You did every time I every time I bent down and tried to find an elusive wire, I heard a yum pom 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 pom. It will happen throughout, listeners, so get used to it. It will be a lot of yum pom poming. Now we're also we're what's called making do, and we're sharing headphones so we're sort of like a push me pull you at the moment just a little bit too slightly slightly too close well that's quite topical shiv because the doolittle film has come out has it yes and i hear it's shit yes well there's a surprise do little that's my mantra they've done little in the way of making a cohesive film or indeed robert downey jr having a decent welsh accent mm. so i hear well i saw cats at the cinema so i don't deserve to watch no Doolittle. judgment no judgment from shiv for anyone watching anything ever you do what you need to do you know what you need to do to get through that's what i'm gonna say well actually it doesn't remind me of a push me pull you it reminds me of being on a school coach trip oh and Sharon with a walkman, walkman. Yeah. yeah and someone had a, a now cassette yes and not like side three, which is normally the ropiest side or something. And you were like listening away to some top pop hits, a bit Thompson Twins. Well, I once bought a Now just because it had Every Loser Wins by Nick Berry on it. <laughs> and as I recall, that was on side four. Yeah, was it not side three? What are you saying? You just said the dross was on side three. Are you daring to suggest that Every Loser Wins is on the drossy no, side? No, as I said, it wouldn't be on side three. That's not what you said. And that is what I said. Well, you inferred differently. Roll back the tape. I'm not going to because I will lose my place. <laughs> and this is quite bizarre, Listeners, isn't it? you will be able to write in and tell us who's right. Me, Cathy, me. All right, okay. Anyway, uh, this might be our last ever podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's just enjoy it and let's crack straight into it. Postman... Pat. Postman Pat. Now, Shiv, mm-hmm. I know it's a running gag that yep. I never remember the plot, mm-hmm. but I think I might be able to piece this one together. Yeah, I think you'll get, I mean, there'll be a few things missing, you know. But some I names, think, perhaps. Yeah, but uh, if I just do some boring bits first. You do some boring bits. And then you can hit hit the listeners with the synopsis. Hit, hit the ground running. Postman Pat, we watched episode one from series one. We watched Postman Pat OG, obviously. Yeah. We, we nearly made an error. We nearly watched the wrong one. But yes. uh, we watched... We watched uh, one and he had a child. And we were like, no, 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 no. Postman Pat is a confirmed bachelor. Also, they had very fat hands in the 
second series. Extremely fat hands, because it was a problem in the early 90s, of course. And the teacher was called Mr Prick until we rewind it four (laughs) times and realised it was Pringle. But that is by the by and not... He will forever be Prick to me. Not relevant for this episode. Postman Pat, we watched the first episode of the original series. It was called Pat's Finding Day. And as Cathy, our noble synopsizo next to me, will explain... We'll explain. Uh, this really was an establishing episode, was it not? Oh, that was so glorious the way you set that up. It was like we were two newsreaders. Mm, thank you. Someone once said to me, do you script this? And I went, do you think I would waste my time, that would be a waste of time. writing I this? I think you scripted that bit. I didn't. Well, I wasn't looking. Where, where was I that reading was some it That was secret scripting and quick memorising. <laughs> secret scripting, quick... But Cathy, you've been following me around going wom bum bum or wom bum bum since to stop you secret scripting <laughs> and quit memorising. It was very embarrassing. I went to the toilet and I pulled the yom pom 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 Maybe yom pom poming is my my dad's Calling. a bit of a yom pom pomer. Is he? I, I always say, uh, I tried so hard not to turn into my mother that I've accidentally turned into my dad. Well, having met Tom Manson, I think <laughs> I think that's okay. But um, should we crash we crash through? I'm sorry, there was a bit of psychological insight there. Well, no one no one comes to Claptrap for that shit. Well, if they do, they're fools, is all I'm saying to that. They're in the wrong place. Wrong. If you are looking for uh, mental health support, psychological insights, um, switch off, turn away, unplug your headphones, stop sharing them on the bus, <laughs> this podcast is a load of old Claptrap. It's not sponsored by Mind, the mental health charity. Uh, uh, Though, of course, I think listening to fun podcasts is probably good for you. Do you think so? Yes. I think laughter is uh, the, the best, best medicine. medicine. <laughs> You're the first person to ever have that thought, Shiv. Wow, you better write it down. You better script that. I've also you got another one. Better get your script out again. I've got another one for you. Are you ready? Oh, just hit me. Are you ready? Smile. It might never happen. <laughs> well, it has because you just said that to me. <laughs> I was fearing that some dick was going to say that to me, and now they are. One more, one more. Yep. Live, love, laugh. Oh, well, I'd say it as live, laugh, love. Laugh, love, live. <laughs> Whichever combo you like. Basically, if you use either of those three words in any order, pin them to your bathroom wall, fuck off. I don't like when people stencil words to their walls. <laughs> I don't like that. Stencil to a stenciling. Wall. When, I mean, it's not fourth year. I was going to say. I mean, that, you might as well. Next thing I know, you'll be using a crayon to take a brass rubbing off a church cemetery thing or whatever. I have done that. I've done that. Yeah, I've yes, been to, at school though. Yeah, absolutely. Not in uh, not in this uh, decade. Well, not done much in this decade. It's only just started. This is true. To be fair, I could do a brass rubbing at some rubbing. Yeah. Well, not rubbing. What about if what we could do for the listeners is we could put pieces of paper over each other's faces and face rubbing face rubbing something else entirely and just take a brass rubbing of our face a relief pattern of our face what if we do a brass rubbing of each other's (laughs) (laughs) underwired and underwhelmed (laughs) Oh dear, I, I think that sense. idea was a floppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a storm in a sea cup. <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Yes, postman Pat, the, the synopsis. Yeah, because there's not a lot of support for your lost <laughs> idea. <laughs> you tit. <laughs> 
was a bit pants. Yeah, well, it was. Postman Pat is a postman and he drives around in his red van. Now, before we get into... Mm-hmm. Shiv has a bit of a gripe about his red van, don't you, Shiv? I do, because we watched the intro bit and his red van... In the intro we watched, had Royal Mail, ER logo, official post van look. And yet the episode itself started with what I later Googled to refer to as a simple crown logo. A simple crown. A simple crown logo. And I was like, what is going on? I don't like this disparity, this repackaging. What's happened? Continuity was up the shitter, my friend. I've never Googled this before. Although it's the sort of thing that I might have Googled. I bet you have. But I haven't. But I said, I wonder if they didn't have the rights. And uh, a a, a wiki, a quick wiki later, proves that they did not arrange the rights from ER herself, Elizabeth Regina's Royal Mail, until episode eight. Well, 1981, she might be a bit busy because wasn't that the royal... Charles and Di's Charles Charles wedding. Well, we've already established which we know now. Charles and Di's wedding used uh, the episode of Rent-A-Ghost, didn't it, to help? Do you remember there was a reference? To, oh, yes. Yes, do you remember? Yes. I can't remember what, but go and listen to that episode and there's a reference to Dahls and Chai in there. There is indeed. <laughs> so the Queen was very busy... Probably trying to stop Diana throwing herself down the stairs or something. She was always having a horrible time. She was also probably saying, Charles, I think you should marry that Camilla. I think that one might have legs. Well, Mm. if you watch The Crown... Mm. I don't. Well, they apparently didn't want him to marry Camilla. Because she was a bit of a tart. There you go. That's not actually the plot. It's because she was already with Parker Bowles, man. Oh, she was with, yes, the father of Tom Parker Bowles. Yes, Mr Parker Bowles himself whose name... Pat. 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 Postman Pat. P-P-B. Postman Pat Bugbowl. Yes. <laughs> Crashing back. Postman Pat is a postman with a simple crown on yeah. his back. I just would like to add that we're now 10 minutes in and we have not, not got... One, not one part of the plot. We have Luckily, the plot past. is so simple. We have it not got past the introductory second. song. <laughs> I set that one up for you, didn't I? You did. Thanks. Very kind. Cheers. As he's a po- now postman Pat is a postman called Pat, and he has a, kes- a cat called Jess. Mm-hmm. There we are. He goes to the post office to yep. pick up the post for the day, where he meets Mrs. Goggins, who Shiv claims is always on the gin. I'd say cooking sherry, but yeah, yes, the sherry. Yeah, that's it's right. the sherry. Yeah, and he picks up the post and he sees there's a lot of parcels for one particular home, and me and Mrs. Goggins go, ah, oh, that's the twins because it's their birthday, and Shiv said professionally gdpr i mean i know technically that only came in like 2018 but surely data protection what are you doing just like going oh yes tom and katie are born on that day those young twins at this place at the farm at the farm at greendale farm or whatever it was called yes ridiculous anyway pat to my annoyance and i'm sorry this is your synopsis, but to my great annoyance just picked up the parcels and letters willy-nilly, shoved them under his arm and got out. No bag in sight. Not a sack. No mail sack. A postman should have a sack. Not a cat. You should have a sack. Well, he obviously misheard. I think he's a bit dim, isn't he, postman, Pat? And we'll come to that later. We will. So, Pat's first stop is to go to the school. Mm -hmm. And there's a few kids in the playground. And he... Gives the letters to who I described as someone from the Manchester era, wearing an anorak and a sort of Liam Gallagher haircut. Bill Thompson. Bill Thompson. And he took 
the letters, not because he was the SWAT, as suspected, but because he was the oldest, and then promptly dropped one in a puddle like a plonker. What an idiot. We'll never know whether that letter was an important letter or not. It could have been a letter with very important medical information, and now it's all smudged. And, of course, the NHS, they're not going to send you another letter. You just never know. Someone could have died because of that puddle. Then two of the girls, rather coquettishly, if I may say such a thing, asked Pat, do you hopscotch? To which he replied, I used used to. to. I haven't done it in a while. And then he hopscotches and the narrator tells us he's quite good, but he does, in fact, wobble. So uh, two conflicting situations And he also, uh, which the fan wiki proved to me, uh, pulls back the arm of his jacket to reveal no watch but to check the time. And that that is the sort of thing that I would do. Like, maybe he was just cussing them. Oh, is that the time, he says, looking at his bare wrist. I mean, well, that is a cuss. That's a grown-up cuss, isn't it? I don't know if it's a cuss, Shiv, so much as trying to avoid the embarrassment of having to go back round the hopscotch and probably fall flat on his face. He was a bit wobbly, wasn't he? Yeah. He went up once, wobbled, and realised he was going to make a fool of himself. Also, I'm not, I mean, he... Chucked the like I have the me and hopscotch rules a bit sketchy hop sketchy actually, but he chucked the stone or whatever yes. to one yes and then he went all the way up yeah that's not the rules like you would you go you just go to one, to one yeah. don't you he would so like what was he fucking doing I mean this is why he had to leave he was embarrassed he absolutely <laughs> oh, messed up the whole he process he titted it up I'll he pretend I've got a watch balls I will pretend I've got a watch and get out of here get out of dodge. Yeah. Now, from there, he went to the farm where the twins, whose birthday it was, reside. Why they weren't at school is anybody's guess. Uh, I mean, maybe their mum said they had a headache because it was their birthday. Maybe, but it'd be a bit suspicious. Sus. And he gives them their parcels with their presents and they open them and the boy gets a bat and ball and the girl gets books and a doll. Yeah, they're like nursery Welcome rhymes. Welcome to 1981. They're like nursery rhyme books or something and she looked, she looked pissed off. She had a face on. And Pat was like, oh, Mrs. Tom and Katie's mum. <laughs> but used her name. What's up with Katie? She's got a right fucking face on. Yes. And she went, fuck's sake, she's lost her fucking doll. She's lost Sally Ann. Sarah Jane, you mean? I thought it was Sally Ann. Sarah Jane. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I knew it was a double-barrelled S name of some sort. It was definitely Sarah Jane. Well, to me it was Sally Ann and always will be. Oh, I need to Google that now. You've made me doubt myself. And I think you're probably right, Shiv. I think you normally are. Oh, and I... then he goes, oh, she said, we've been everywhere, the mum says. It could be anywhere. And Pat says, I'll tell you what, I'll go and have a look on my own. Now I'll see if I can find it. So off he pops to... Uh, it was Sarah Ann, yeah. No, you said Sarah... Sarah Jane. And, and you I said, said Sally Ann. See, we're both wrong. Sarah Ann, we're both wrong. We're Thank both God. wrong and both right at the same time. Sarah Ann, yes. Katie's doll, Sarah Ann. Um, and he goes to see... So who does he go to next? Uh, he goes to see the vicar next, Reverend oh, Tim. yes, he does. Now, the vicar uh, looks drunk. He does look drunk. He's got a very fat, wide dog collar. Very fat, wide dog collar. And he uh, tells the story, Pat tells the story to the Reverend Tims mm-hmm. about the doll. And the Reverend Tims looks underneath the pews. Yeah, but what we've missed out is the Reverend Tims has got a postcard from another vicar who's in Mallorca, which felt a bit 
Bit, bit oh, I off. thought he said he'd been on holiday to Mallorca. And he sent himself a postcard. Oh, yeah, I missed that bit. Yeah, I think someone had sent him a postcard from Mallorca. Which so felt... his lover had sent him a postcard <clears throat> yeah. saying, why aren't you here? And he said, I've got services to do and gloves to find, mm. which is a bit of a giveaway to the fact that he does find a lady's glove. <laughs> he said, I couldn't find a doll, but I have found a lady's glove. Which we assumed assumed that someone had been there earlier, taken off the glove to give the Reverend hand relief. Yes. And then forgotten to put the glove back on. Absolutely. Just wandered out with a cold, jizzy hand. Now, wouldn't you think, and maybe (laughs) some men can weigh in on this one, but a nice leather glove would give give you a more pleasant uh, hand relief, wouldn't it? Than a a rough, calloused (laughs) hand of a... Farm lady or whoever it was. Farm hand. Farm hand. <laughs> the rough gallus farm hand. I, <laughs> I don't know. You tell us what you think, people with penises. We, we're interested. <laughs> so to all, that's a, a call out to all with a penis. Yeah. Would you prefer a lady's leather glove or a rough farm hand? <laughs> or on, just an ordinary hand <laughs> on, on with your, skin. On your member. Yeah. Smooth <laughs> leather glove. Ordinary hand or rough calloused farm hand? Those are your options. Anyway, the leather glove has initials in it, uh, which is DT, I think it says. Yes. And I thought that Dorothy meant Thompson. It was Dorothy someone. Thompson, yeah. And Pat went, oh, that glove belongs to Dorothy Thompson. I'll go take it down myself. Regardless of whether he's got any fucking post for her or not. That's true. He's not very professional. No. So anyway, he goes to her house, does he? Where he she does. Lives? He goes to Dorothy Thompson's house and... Uh, they, again, lo and behold, the twins have been there for tea the day before. So they do some searching around and she goes, oh, I found a knife. She's down the back of her chair under a cushion. She finds a pen knife. Belonging to Bill. Yes. Which Pat says, oh, I know that's Glenno Sam. That's Sam's, not Bill. Some man with a moustache anyway. It was Sam, wasn't it? Sam. Very sexy Sam. We, me... we wondered why... Pat knew Sam slash Bill's knife so intimately and we thought perhaps he's been intimate with Sam and that knife. Yeah, I Ted Glenn, it was Ted Glenn's Tim, knife. It's not Sam or Bill. It was Ted Glenn's knife. We've not even had a swig. The neck I, I can't swig. And fifty days She's of swig not swigging. And um, so then he goes to Ted Glenn's workshop. He does. Where Ted Glenn, who is a man of a man. He's all man. He is hammering a bit of metal on an anvil. He's got an anvil. And he has the biggest tash I've ever seen on a big old hairy man. Compare him to Sam of Sam 1, the sales, with his little Charlie Chaplin tash. I don't don't even want to remember him. Yeah, no. We, so he goes and he's obviously delighted to be reunited with his Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. And then they, we go through the saga again of this Sally Ann. Sarah, Sarah Ann doll. Oh, yes. The, Tom, the, the Katie and Tom and their mum were here yesterday having their balls a bashed lump. on my ankle. He was anvil. having a lump repair. And that's the one. And uh, Pat looks behind a pile of wood and knocks it over and yeah. falls over. Prick. Anyway... Super sexy Ted Glenn, who was my heartthrob from the episode, yep. finds a very fine pocket watch fob on a chain and goes, oh, that belongs to what's her tits? And uh, oh, she must have forgotten she'd give it to me. Pat, I was supposed to repair this and oops, I oops, forgot. fuck it. It's still broken. Will you give it back to her and charge her a tenner? And Pat gets up from under the balsa and goes, yep. I think he might go and see a Sally, which is why. Um... Yeah, what was her name? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheat. Now it's, it's a bit of a, you know. He goes and sees her, and she's at the mobile shop, which belongs to Sam One. 
Yeah. Now, Sam looks like Charlie Chaplin oh, was... and has teeny Ugh. tiny eyes close together. I'll put this on the social media. Yeah. With little, little uh, eyebrows. He was the creepiest mobile shop man. Yeah. And I don't know what he did driving around in that mobile shop, but I don't want to know because all I'll say is Operation U-Tree with that man. Yeah. Sam, we didn't like that. I think he went to see... Was the watch to belo- watch belong to Sarah? Is Sarah Ann is the doll. Yeah, but... Oh, I don't know. Anyway. So then they go to this mobile shop and they discuss everything that's going on. And uh, they said, oh, no, we've not seen her for ages, this child. So uh, Pat says, oh, well, I guess I'd better go and see her and I'll buy a box of chocolates from your shop. And he gets the box of chocolates and lo and behold, what's behind the chocks? Uh, a very fuzzy felty Sarah Ann. Sarah Ann the doll. So he buys the chocks. He goes to the farm. They're having a the party. The kid's delighted. He eats some cake, which was fruit cake, which we said you'd never get a child eating fruit one, cake one in this the, day and One age. of the children blows one of those <laughs> blowy things. One of the children has a blowy. A party. <laughs> party blowy. Party blowy. <laughs> uh, and uh, Pat goes on his merry way with Jess the cat. Jess, who, as I noticed, disappeared from view sometimes in the car. I don't know whether Jess jumped down or something, but looked a bit continuity, if you ask me. Well, also, uh, Pat... His brain continuity was problematic because he threw the glove on Jess's head at one point. Also, uh, what I realised from doing a bit of Googling is that the... Because Pat, he was a shit driver, wasn't he? He kept grinding his gears. He really was, like, grinding his gears. And it sounded like a right old jalopy that he was driving. Apparently, it was a BBC Sound Effects 1922 Morris that they used as the sound effects. It sounded like it was from 1922. It really didn't sound modern, did it? Not at all, no. And uh, yes, that was the end of the episode. So it was relatively short. 15 it was minutes. obviously the first episode of the first series. So they did this to introduce us to all the different characters. Yeah. And it was very successful at that. We met them all. And the, yeah, we did. And I'd say the intro song was long. I'd say a minute of that episode was intro song. It was more than a minute. It was a long old time. Yeah. The outro, barely there. Well, that's where the yum pom 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 because that's the outro song. Just a tiny little yum pom pom, and it's gone. As we've discussed many times on this high quality podcast, high quality, they often have an intro and outro song that's different. So they did on this. So Shiv yeah, did, yeah. What was your opinion on PP Postman Pat? So uh, I was looking forward to watching it because I did enjoy Postman Pat as a child. I was delighted to see Mrs. Goggins. I not did enough s- Goggins. Not for enough me. Goggins. I did say quite loudly, I think Jess is my favourite character in this. Because Jess was silent, really. Um Pat, she was judging us with her eyes though, Pat, which was fine. Pat is quite irritating. Yep. Pat is quite neurotic. He's quite no- he's a busybody. He has very bad hair. Very bad hair. He also um seems not I, I I don't think he's focused on his job I don't think his mind's on his job I think he's just wants to get in the way and he says things like, oh I'm very good at finding things and actually Pat you found nothing in all of those hide and seek little escapades it was the person you met who found something you Absolutely. were just you were just the Deliveroo guy dropping it in to the next person and knocking over a big pile of wood all you did, Pat, was play shit hopscotch wrongly, knock over a pile of wood, and grind your gears, grind your gears a lot, 
And then if we're being neutry about it, you bought children chocolates. You went, you know, you... And he's inserted himself I, right in the middle of those kids. Did you see that? I did. And had some cake. Stole their cake. Stole cake from children. So, um, but I really like the animation. And I actually preferred the Simple Crown logo. I kind of felt, <laughs> I just think that was amazing. I think that should be the brand for the Royal Mail. I think it should relaunch with just a Simple Crown. Simple Crown. Because you know, there's so much competition. If I was running Royal Mail now, like people don't care about the Royals, do they? But what if they saw a nice red van with a Simple Crown? Simple. What would happen is people would go... I must send something by the post. It would also, work. when the Queen does eventually pop her clocks, yeah, you true. wouldn't have to change all the branding to Charles III. Yeah, ER. you would have to get rid of the ER, although I don't C-R. think it says that anymore. Do you think it does it say just raw mail? I don't know what the raw mail logo goes like these days. But I mean they I mean they've got old post boxes still, haven't they, with GR and all sorts on or whatever. Or, that's true. That's so true. So they won't really give a toss. But I think they should just move to the simple crown. I think perhaps everything should have a simple crown, Shiv. Yeah, I think so. Um so I'm not gonna do my score yet. I wanna hear how you found it and then I'll score at the end. I felt similarly to you. Uh there was a slight nostalgia factor because I enjoyed it as a child. I enjoy the animation, I love the stop motion uh modelling style animation of our youth. Uh, I like the countryside views. Mm. It was obviously a lovely little village. I enjoyed Goggins. I enjoyed Ted. Ted Glenn. Ted Glenn. Ted Glenn was all man, wasn't he? I hope Ted Glenn and Goggins get together and become Mr. and Mrs. Glenn Goggins. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Glenn Goggins. Yeah, or Goggins Glenn. But Goggins Glenn. Long Glenn, Glenn, Gog- Glenn Goggins Glenn Glenn is Glenn nice. Glenn Goggins. In fact, I think Glenn Goggins is uh, like maybe beautiful scene for like the remake of Hamish Macbeth. Glen Gorgons. Glen Gorgons. Oh. oh, have you been to Glen Gorgons? It's beautiful this time of year. Although I fear that we've slightly descended into the kind of racist voice character acting of uh, Family Nurse. Family Nurse. Apologies to Scotland and all Scottish people. All of them. Including Shiv's living lady lover. Thank you. Who is indeed a Scot. Well, uh, yes, apart from that, it was quite boring and Shiv predicted what was going to happen immediately. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Yeah, I wasn't she proud did. of it. I wasn't yeah. proud of it. Oh, he's going to go. Oh, bollocks. He's yeah, going to go. We knew what was going to happen. Meet all the characters and find different things and then finally find Sarah Ann. And that was by accident. He wasn't even looking. <clears throat> no. So my score, four out of ten. Four out no, of ten. No, three, actually. Three. Okay, and you're normally the one that scores harsher. I was thinking about four and a half. Yeah. I'm going to give that mark, half of that mark is purely for the Simple Crown. <laughs> Shiv gets, I mean, Shiv is obsessed with the Simple Crown, so I that's why brands. she's got an extra I half. love a logo. I yeah. lo- and actually, I think, what a great, I just love the fact, oh, we haven't, got, we haven't got that sorted yet, boss. We haven't got the Royal Mail to agree this show we're doing, so we'll just use a Simple Crown. Plus, we are the Beeb, so we shouldn't really do any branding. That's right. Simple crown only. Simple crown. Um, I'm going to give another half mark for Jess. Yes. You know, Jess was was great. Jess was a cute One cat. of the hallmarks is for Ted Glenn's Tash. I'm going to give... So my marks are for... One mark for Ted Glenn's Tash and Anvil. Yeah. yeah. One mark for Jess the Cat. Mm-hmm. One mark for the style of animation. That's three. That's your score. Yeah, done. Done. Yeah. That's it. 
Nothing for Goggins. Okay, half, three and a half. Three and a, yeah, I knew. Half for Goggins. Knew, half for Goggins. Get there. No, but I might take a mark off for that awful Charlie Chaplin star, man. So, so back to three. Well, that's actually, if you're doing half a mark for Goggins, you're two and a half now. Do half a mark for Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, I'm taking half a mark, but he does deserve about ten marks off. Yeah, well, you, just, just not gonna we'll take him out of it. We'll do three and a half. Three and a half for me. Four and a half and for four me. four and a half from Shiv. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I need to watch another one. No. I wanted to watch more Mr. Ben. I did not want to watch more of these. But I kind of wish if Ted Glenn and Mrs. Goggins got together and there was a Glenn Goggins spin-off, I would watch it. What about the Glenn Goggins wedding special? Yeah, I would watch I'd watch a spin-off. Oh, do you know what would happen in the Glenn Goggins wedding special though? Oh, Pat would Pat would be best turn. man. Oh, and he'd lose the ring. He'd lose the oh, ring. Oh, and then there'd be some post analogy and he'd probably come through with some special delivery at the end or something. He'd fall over down the aisle. It would just be it would all be about Pat because I have I get a feeling it's always all about Pat all the time. Well, of course it is because, like, I mean, let's be honest. Also, if we're going to talk about the vans that him and Sam use, like number plate Pat one and Sam one, these are expensive plates. Very expensive plates. Like the Royal Mail or sorry, Simple Crown Post or <laughs> Incorporated. <laughs> Simple Crown Post can't afford this sort of money to splash no. on Pat and his ego. Pat also did not wear a belt. There was no seat belt. Although in nine, and I think I'm gonna to have to check this, but I think 1981 it became the law to wear a seatbelt in the front of the car. I think he might have uncovered something, Shiv. I think he might have used the fact that he could look at people's posts to bribe people to get loads of money. I, I think, think he was a criminal. I think he was. How a... else would he afford that Pat One vanity number plate? I mean, it, because I mean, it's a front, isn't it? Let's think about him it. Him and Pat, him and Sam are clearly in cahoots. Pat One and Sam One. Oh, and okay. that Sam looked shifty. I take it back. Front seat belts were compulsory to be fitted in vans from 1972, but it wasn't compulsory to wear them until 1983. So Pat was just didn't care. He didn't care. No, I mean but he would have had would one you fitted. Not, I mean I think he should have been modelling good behaviour. And I hope in the newer series, Pat spends a lot of time belting. I'd imagine he belts up all the time. I don't think you're allowed cats wandering free in a van anymore, are you, either? I'd imagine they've got to strap be, them in. Stra- be strapped in or in a box, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, that different was... Time. A different, different time. Different time. And when we say that, of, of, of its time, wasn't it, we say? It was of its time, but it still was quite poo. Yeah, it wasn't great. Great song, though. A postman pad, a postman pad, a postman pad, and it's black or white cat. So I'm going to sing the social medias now in the style of postman pad. So before you do that, can I just say thanks, everyone, for listening? Yeah. If you've enjoyed this, please review, share, make known, because that's the only way that more people will hear this sort of life-affirming joy. And don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget to follow us online. We're on social media. Instagram at Claptrap Podcast. Twitter at Claptrap Pod. I've gone too low. <laughs> I don't know where you've done Cle- Twitter at Claptrap Pod. Very nice. We're on Facebook, which just search for us there. We're also on the other one, no email. <laughs> I never remember the email. It's claptrapboard at gmail.com. Oh, it would have been nice if you just sent it on Gmail. And then I had gone, oh, you forgot, dot com, because then it'd been a pleasant rhyme. I also made it sound like claptrapbod. So let's do it again. A claptrapboard at gmail. 
That is our, nearly our email, but you forgot to use the dot com. <laughs> <laughs>